Welcome to Air It Out, a spiritual bootcamp podcast. I'm your host, Emery Oliver. Today's episode is a healing episode, but we're doing it a little bit differently than we've done our healing episodes previously. So we decided that it really didn't add much for the listener to have the random mediumship in the second half of the uh, the podcast. So I'm still using psychic mediumship to help people work through their blockages or their issues, but really mediumship is going to be pretty much limited to if somebody has an issue with grief that comes up or if one of their loved ones just decides to show up during the middle of their reading. So with that being said, today's guest is Jackie. Hi, thank you so much for having me on here. I'm so excited. Thank you for coming on. A little side note to our listeners, Jackie's actually a breathwork coach, correct? Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. So I'm probably going to drop her link in the bottom of this if she's comfortable with it. If not, then why we'll just edit this whole part out. But if she's comfortable with it, I'll drop her link in the, in the bottom of the, um, the information on this because I am always preaching to literally every person that comes on here that they need to do breath work. Yes, I would love that. How did you get into that? So I got into breath work because I was on my healing journey and uh, I started with food and the physical body and that's pretty easy to heal. And once I healed that, I felt like Mm -hmm. I was missing something. And that's when I found breath work and I knew that it was the key to healing these other issues, these more emotional and energetic issues that I had going on in Mm -hmm. my life. And so it's been almost two years now since I've been teaching breath work and it's been life-changing for me in that releasing a lot of stuff. Yeah. But it's an ongoing journey. Breath work is seriously a game changer though. Breath work eliminated my anxiety. Yes, it is such a game changer. It can really help you shift your state in so many different ways. Oh, yeah. Help you release anxiety or depression or help you get energized or really just, it's just such a great tool um, for so many different things. Yeah. I I really find that breath work for me is like a, like a reset button on my brain, right? If it's just like spiraling out of control, Mm -hmm. if I'm in one of those circumstances, like two really aware breaths will usually just completely like flip the switch off from from crazy brain to normal brain, you know? (laughs) So exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm like constantly preaching that to people. Yeah. You're like your whole energy just goes, uh, like. Yeah. And it doesn't take a lot of breaths to feel the shift, right? It's just like you said, you said two breaths. Yeah. breaths, And you, you feel a complete difference. Yeah. And if you can get to 10, by the time you get to 10, you're like, I know how to handle this. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm huge on breath yeah. work, so I I love that you came on. Like that's it was really exciting for me yeah. actually when she reached out. And when you come to the longer sessions, so my classes run. We breathe for 30 minutes. Think about how much you're releasing awesome. from the body, and it really helps to address all these traumas that we accumulate through our life. I also saw something really interesting. It was kind of it was funny that it was serendipitous that it came up because you were coming on the show tonight, but. Uh, Kate Winslet, I guess, was underwater for like seven minutes and 15 seconds on Avatar 2 set. And when they asked her how she did that, she said she went to a breathwork coach. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah. She said she learned to redistribute all of the oxygen um, in her body through going to a, a breathwork coach. And I was just like, that's awesome. That's so cool. That's a long time to hold your breath. And once you start breathing, you'll notice that you can definitely hold your breath a lot longer. In in my class, I do invite people to do like to hold their breath in. And 
it's so amazing how much longer once you've been breathing for even a few minutes, how much longer you can hold your breath in. Right. So it has other benefits and there's, I mean, that has a ton of other benefits. There's a lot of health benefits to it too. Just even oxygenating your blood is really important. But um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up first and foremost because I thought it was cool. And I know that I'm constantly on every single episode being like, you should really do breath work and meditation. So we have a resource for you guys to go um, learn how to do breath work. And you do um, free workshops every so often, right? Right. Yeah. And I can share the link with you and you can drop that in the notes below. And perfect. People get started in my world. They can come check out a free workshop and yeah, just see how they feel about it. See how it sits with them. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So now that we went on a massive side tangent, (laughs) so what are we working through today? So I have been working through some worthiness issues, especially when it comes to my business and just receiving. Um, Yeah, I just don't feel very abundant. I feel like I'm blocking a lot of a lot of um, abundance from coming through. So when you say that you don't feel worthy, is that a conscious you don't feel worthy or is that like you're assigning it to that? Does that make sense? Um, mm -hmm. That's a great question. Take your time. (laughs) I think because I've been doing this work for a little bit, I I, I realize that it's, it's conscious now. I don't think that it was always conscious. Uh, when I first got started on my business journey, I was like, oh, this is going to be so easy. Like the money's just going to flow in. It's, it's gonna, you know, the clients are just going to show up out of nowhere. And when that didn't happen, I started doing this abundance healing work. And I realized that there's definitely some issues around me not feeling worthy. And, um, I think it stems from some things that might have occurred in my past. So one of the things that I'm kind of picking up out of your energy is that there's some part of you that feels like if you're not like busting your ass at like a, you know, like a reputable job, like, and I'm putting that in quotations, like air quotes, guys, since you're listening to this without video, I, along the lines of like, if I'm not a lawyer or a doctor or a, you know, a a teacher or whatever it is, like it, it. I'm feeling like that's part of this is that there's some sort of old school, like traditional thought process that kind of dug in. Um, and that might be from your family, but it also might just be societally, right? Like <laughs> we're told that from Jump Street of like, oh, no, don't be practical. Go be a lawyer. Go go be a doctor. Go be something right. where like, you know, that you're going to, you know, spend a ton on student loans, but you're also going to make a ton on the on the back end. So I think. Right. There's exactly. an aspect of that. I can definitely feel that. And, but so yeah. I, but I'm going to argue with that. I'm going to argue with that thought process for you, right? Because all these tech billionaires, like <laughs> when they started these companies in their basements or their garages or whatever, everyone was telling them the same thing of like, go be a lawyer, go, you know, go get into insurance, go do something like, rah, 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 because they were taking this giant leap of faith. And it's beautiful that you went out and did that, even like with those feelings of, um, un- I'm not even, I don't even want to call it unworthiness. Those feelings of like trepidation around it of like, ooh, can I do this? And I totally get that because I'm, I'm going through a, 
similar iteration of that myself, right? Of like, who the fuck told me to dream big? This is way hard. Like, <laughs> this is way, way harder hard. than a traditional <laughs> path, right? But if exactly. you but if you think about carving your path to abundance, like going through the jungle, right? Like I'm going to use that terminology because I use that a lot with my students when I talk to them about like carving their path through the world. So when we carve our path, and we'll just talk about it from a career standpoint, if you take the path less traveled, it's overgrown, right? Whoever went through there before you, like that shit has changed. So it's overgrown. You're, you're cutting a completely new path through that jungle to get there because obviously the jungle grows back very quickly. <laughs> but so there, there is a feeling of exhaustion that hits once you machete, 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 and you're still not to that point yet, right? The thing right. about – Exactly. Yeah, the thing about that like less charted path is that it just – it takes longer. It takes longer and it takes more effort because you're having to machete the path rather than you're following the path that everybody else has followed and so they've trampled the plants enough that they're not all overgrown and making it so that you can't easily traverse that path. So in some way, shape, or form – I. I'm saying this just as much for myself as I am for you right now. In some way, shape, or form, you almost got to understand that, like, you chose this journey because you want a challenge, right? And I know that it might not have been conscious, but our souls choose shit that is hard all the time. Like, stuff that we don't consciously sign up for, but it is really hard because you learn from that, right? And you get wealth along the way. So here's here's where the abundance aspect comes in. And no, it's not in the form of dollars, which we live in a capitalistic society, so that's kind of shitty. But you right. gain you gain abundance in other ways. So like you're gaining abundance in understanding your strength and endurance, right? Like because if you hadn't gone down this path, you you wouldn't have known. Like, well, did I do I just tap out after like a month? Do I stick with it for a year? Do I stick with it for two years? You know, like how how far am I willing to take this? And that's beautiful. That's that's abundance of the soul, right? Because that's your soul that's driving you to do that. It's usually not just sheer tenacity for money because, I mean, obviously you wouldn't be doing soul work if you were fully in it for the money, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then the other aspect yeah. of abundance in this that I am really hoping that this resonates, but Jackie, you're helping people. Like you're really helping people. You're helping people to turn their lives around. That comes with a karmic payment to you that is going to be massive. Like you're just racking up those karmic points. And so one of the things that my guides have kind of told me during my spaz outs about this, <laughs> where, I, where I'm like, what the hell, guys? You know, and they're like, like, shh, like calm down, you know. But one of the things that they told me during those freakouts is that they're like, Emery, like when, when you keep racking up karmic points, like you kind of up level your your work every single time, right? And so it takes longer because the the bigger uh, the thing that you're manifesting, the longer it takes. So sometimes the abundance though that comes in from especially spiritual paths, like when you're working in service of others and and it's more so on a spiritual bent, you get this karmic abundance that comes in from it. So like you rack up more and more karma, the more people that you help and the better, I don't want to say the better that your intentions are, but understanding that your intentions are to help people and to help raise people's frequency, which then in turn helps all of humanity, right? You get karma back from that. And one of the things that my guides were telling me is that it's almost this like kind of compounded thing of like, so say your manifestation is like, I want five new clients in the next you know month, right? But you've helped a whole bunch of clients. And so they're like, oh, well, she doesn't need five new clients. She needs 10. Well, that's going to take a little bit longer though. 
So it starts stretching out the time. And then because you're continuing to do your work, you're like quadrupling and you know what I mean? And so it, it just ends up taking a lot longer than like a normal just I'm going to manifest something. I want this. It's coming in. I've noticed that in my own world, especially with like I was getting really frustrated a couple weeks ago because I was like, man, the people that I help, like they go do something, they let go of something and then their manifestations come in like immediately. Like mine are so much slower. Why is that? And they were like, because your manifestations are fucking huge. Like, yeah, you're not manifesting like, oh, I hope that this opportunity comes up for me. That's this like opportunity that are a dime a dozen. Like you're asking for something massive and life changing for you. Right. That also, by the way, impacts other people's paths. Okay. So that's the other aspect of this for you in particular with you being a breathwork coach. There is a level of like, I don't know how to put this or how to intellectualize it. So I'm going to try. But if this comes out as word soup, I apologize. (laughs) When your work is tied to other people's soul path and and their growth and betterment and whatever, there's a certain amount of fate that's going on that can't really be just like changed on the drop of a dime. And so in order for them to get people ready to come to you, it's going to take some time, right? Like at least people who are in it for the right reason, who are going to stick with you, who are going to continue to, you know, walk that healing path with you basically. So there's a little bit of that going on. But yeah, the the abundance thing's difficult, right? Because there's a lot of different trains of thought on where you should be at in order to manifest money. Because really that's what this is, right? If If we're talking about it. And so a lot of people will tell you, like, be in high vibe all the time, be love and light 24-7, or, like, your manifestations won't come in. I can tell you that's absolute horseshit. I literally was in, like, the lowest vibration on the face of the fucking planet when we manifested this house. Like, I'm not kidding. I was so close to that suicide frequency when this house came in. It wasn't even funny. So, like, I don't buy that just from personal experience on this. I don't buy that you have to be in this high frequency whatever. What you do have to be in is absolute serious alignment with what you want. You have to know with your heart, your soul, every part of you, like every cell in your body has to be like, this is where I want to go. So, yeah, I just I keep trying to tell myself, you know, these things that you you were saying that it's like that there's spiritual karma or whatnot. But, you know, we live in a world that requires money to survive. and. I feel like um, a lot of my confidence and self-worth does come from the income that I bring in. And so, you know, when there are months when the income's zero or like it's very little, it's just very hard. I guess it's hard to just, you know, live off of like the spiritual karma or whatever. You know what I mean? Especially when you've been on this journey for a while and you see other people come in and they're like, they hit success, you know, and I guess success in in like the coaching world world would be like what 10 K months or whatever. So you see people coming in doing that. And it's like, um, that hasn't happened for me. You know what I mean? I haven't reached, but that might be a blessing. That might be a blessing. So hear me out on this. Sometimes when you get people who come in and they get those like 10 K months immediately and whatever, they they're like shooting stars. Like they come in hot and fast and then they fucking burn out really quickly because it moves so hard and so fast that it wasn't sustainable. And they hit that burnout wall very, very quickly. 
with you, you started with this more like stable foundation is what I'm seeing. And yeah, it's slow rolling, but it, it is growing. It's just growing slowly. Is that, I mean, at least that's what I'm seeing in your energy. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah, it is growing, but it's growing very slowly. And then I think there's like definitely like a lot of self-sabotaging that's happening, um, you know, because like some when I try to put something out in the world and then it doesn't receive the response that I want, you know, I just get down and like depressed and then I don't want to work on my business and I avoid it for a little while. So I feel like there's totally like a it. lot of that, you know, stuff. Yeah, because you're like, what's well. the point? And so I'm like, you know, keeping myself from like, you know, I'm keeping myself from getting I'm getting there just because of these things that I'm doing. So there are a few things here that I want to talk about. One, your self-worth shouldn't be attached to your ability to make money. You are worthy even if you are making zero fucking dollars a month. Okay? Like, yeah, we live in a capitalistic society, but like, honestly, society's worth or view on worth is totally whack. You know this because at the end of the day, we leave this planet with absolutely none of the money that we've earned, right? Right. So. When you think about it from that perspective, I know when you're in it, right? Like we're in this physical 3D capitalistic existence and it's hard as fuck not to focus on the money because we have been told since the time that we were kids of like, you go to school, you get a degree, you go out and you earn money, you get a job, you're successful at your career, and then you retire as early as you possibly can and then whatever. And a lot of people, when they hit retirement, they like lose their their purpose to live like they they lose their will to live because they've tied it so deeply to their work that once that's gone they just they're like who am i what do i do with my life right so there's a lot of reasons not to attach your worth to stuff external to you your worth is an internal thing and so you need to go internally and go i know i'm worthy i know i'm worthy because i'm kind and because i'm hard working and because i'm gentle and i like to help people I have all these beautiful things about me. Like I can tell that you're a very gentle soul, right? So <laughs> gentle souls are not meant to be money churning machines. We're just not. That said, the reason that this is a little bit more slow going and, and foundational for you, like foundation building for you, I think is actually part of your fate. And I, I think the biggest aspect of this that maybe you're not totally seeing because I'm seeing it in your energy, right, is that if this were to take off like a like a house on fire, it would be so overwhelming and stressful for you that it would create a whole other litany of issues. It's actually better that it gets started slowly like this and that you can build it and kind of like really transition into it footstep by footstep by footstep and build this solid great whatever rather than you being that shooting star that we were talking about that hits that burnout wall and then just explodes like i know that you've seen those because i have seen those spiritual people that they they come in real quick and then they get really bad spiritual psychosis or they have meltdowns or whatever and then they disappear yeah yeah slow and steady does win the race on this right so the steady part is the part that i think is actually screwing you the most which you're totally aware of that so i'm not telling you anything that you're not you're not already aware of Right, exactly. A lot of what you put out into the world, though, that that feeling of like, oh, it wasn't received well. And so like just like, oh, that's a bummer. Like, fuck it. I just need you to understand that like you could put out something so perfect into the world. But if it's at the wrong timing, if it's just not in alignment with your 
soul's path and the plan that like the divine timing that goes along with that or the divine timing of whatever it is that you're putting out there hitting the market, a lot of this is timing oriented. So if you put something out and it's not well received, don't just like throw the baby out with the bathwater. Take it back in and hold on to it for a little bit and try it at another time at another point. Because what I'm seeing is you're taking in a lot of like external stuff because you're looking at the external for validation. You're you're taking a lot of external stuff personally. And so that's causing that self-sabotage, right? Like that's that's essentially what you just told me. But you're not meant to get your validation externally and it's not meant to be attached to your money making. Your spiritual path, your your growth, your enlightenment path is where you're you're meant to find that worth. It's it's an internal path. That other stuff is ancillary. And yeah, I, I get it. We're living in the land of money and it is very hard to turn off that mindset because you do need it to eat, right? But if financially your household is doing well enough that you're not drowning, let that go. I know it's so hard, but try to let that go because Every successful entrepreneur that I know has giant gaps of time where they not only don't make money, they lose it. They're in the red for a very, very, very long time. And then they eke into the black and then they eke into the green. And then if they're lucky, something takes off and then they they take off like a rocket, right? But very few people just start a business and then go into the green immediately, spiritual or not. And, and I say this as somebody who grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad started I don't even know how many companies. He went through two bankruptcies. He Some of them took off. Some of them didn't. But every single one of them took a shit ton of consistency and showing up every day and a lot of trial and error. Like he put a lot out into the world that was not well received or was stolen from him. Right. Like because my dad was a little idealistic and a, <laughs> a little too optimistic about people. But ultimately. There, there's two aspects of this. One, there's the consistency issue, right? Because that's attached to your self-worth issues when it comes to self-sabotaging. The other side of this is to stop looking outside of yourself for validation. You just, you can't do that. Anytime you rely, and this is for everyone across the board, this is a universal truth from what I've seen. Anytime you put your worth in the hands of anything outside of yourself, you are going to get hurt and get damaged no matter what it is. If I put my external validation in my husband, as much as I love Nick to the end of the universe, and he is the most validating, wonderful spouse on the face of the planet, at some point that will end up hurting me. That is an honest to God truth from literally every angle I've ever seen. External validation is just going to leave you chasing something for the rest of your life and you're never going to feel fulfilled. So turning that inward I don't know what your relationship with your family is, but I do feel like there is a dynamic in your family, specifically with both of your parents, where there was a lot of pressure put on you to kind of perform in a certain way. And so because of that, you were always kind of chasing mom and dad's validation is what I'm seeing. Is that resonating at all? Yeah, definitely. There was, you know, some of that for sure. I think it, it wasn't malicious. Okay. So I'm just I'm just gonna put that up up in, in the front of all of this. It, it wasn't malicious. They didn't do that on purpose. It wasn't to like make you feel small about yourself. It's because it's where they came from. They had to work hard as shit for their money. Right. And so they just their life story got imprinted onto you, but you were a different person living in a different timeline in a different time frame with a different purpose. And with your purpose being 
attached to a spiritual service path, money isn't going to be the driving abundance that comes with that. You and I know that like I feel you. I really do. So I'm I'm not downplaying your whole like I can't live off of karmic abundance. I totally get that. Like 1000% I get that. I've had the same angry rants at my guides, right? Of like, what the fuck? I can't fucking eat abundance, like spiritual abundance guys. And they're like, I know, I know, I know, but it's more important in the grand scheme. So that's where you kind of have to figure, I, I, the, I'm just going to be blunt. That's where you have to be really honest with yourself and say, I'm taking a path of service. And the path of service is usually not the one that makes money come raining from the heavens. It's just not. <laughs> But you are doing good work, which means that your household in one way, shape or form will always be financially taken care of. On those zero months, your spouse will bring in some money or you'll get a tax return or something will come in that will kind of like float the boat a little bit. That is another thing that I have noticed with every person I know of who is a spiritual entrepreneur. Somehow, mysteriously, and they're not these like giant lumps of money that come flowing in. It's like enough to get them by. Every single one of them, my, my uncle has told me these stories. My uncle is a rabbi and he was like the most non, still is, the most non-desiring person I've ever met. Like this guy just wants for very little. But every time that something happened in his life, like at one point, like their car broke down and it was their only car and he was the only income as a rabbi. So like you can imagine that's already like pretty tight. Somebody in his glasses just like dropped off a check for the exact amount that he needed in his mailbox randomly. He didn't tell anybody that they needed this. He didn't say he was having car problems. It just showed up. So wow, that's crazy. But that that will happen for you too. But you have to kind of hold on to the faith there of I know the universe has my back. I know it doesn't feel like it and you can yell at them and you can throw tantrums. They're fine with that. And like they just expect it because they know how fucking hard this existence is. <laughs> But when you're talking to your guides or your spirit team or whatever it is that you work with, say, hey, look, I trust you. Like, I'm going to take it on blind faith that you will make sure that I'm always taken care of. But I want equal give and take. If I'm going to take a path of service, then, like, I need you to show up for me. That's fair, right? Like, I want an equal give and take between me and the universe. And then be consistent as shit. Those days that you're like, well, I don't really feel like it because like I'm kind of bummed about don't literally chalk it up to timing. If you put something out into the world and it's not received well, be like, mm, OK, this was probably bad timing or I didn't quite nail the messaging right on that. I'm going to take it back. I'm going to massage it. I'm going to sit with it for a little bit. I'm going to tweak it and then put it back out and see how people respond to it. I come from a marketing background and let me just tell you that's totally normal in business. Totally normal. There were several things that like. I put out like a year too early or two years too early and they bombed when they got on shelves, like as a product developer. And then literally like the next year, I think, um, like our biggest competitor came out with the exact same product and it flew off the shelves. And I was like, fuck, I was a year too early. Like it was just bad timing. So that's why I'm saying like you timing can't. Timing is everything. It really is. And, and unfortunately, like trying to get the timing right sometimes is like. I mean, it's like playing Russian roulette. Like there's just no way to, there's no way to tell. So stop taking that so personally though. And, and just in general, don't look for validation outside of yourself. You don't, who gives a fuck what other people think or want or whatever. You know who you are. You know what your intentions are. You know that they're good. 
Go out and do what you need to do and have faith in yourself, right? Because yeah, you chose the dreamer path. That one's fucking hard. That is a hard path. You chose an advanced level path. It is not going to be easy. It's going to take longer. But don't compare yourself to others because while on the outside, that shiny, bright shining star that has a 10K month like looks really good on the outside. I don't know if you've ever actually met some of those people, but you would not want to live their lives. I've met some of those people. I've met some very. I'm trying to think of how to say this without coming off as a jerk, but I'm just going to be brutally honest about this. I have met some very successful, quote unquote, gurus or coaches or whatever you want to call it, and their lives are fucking train wrecks. They're just their train wrecks because they're chasing that dollar. They're not actually rooted in their path. They're chasing the fame and money and external validation that comes from being in that industry. That's not that's not your life path. Like I, I'm just telling you from like looking at it. You're meant to have this like like slow flowing river experience. Does that make sense? Where you just kind of float through life and it it'll have its ups and its downs. And like, as long as you just trust the river to take you where you need to go, you'll be fine. You will be fine. Like I'm seeing it in your energy. But I don't think you're the kind of person that wants to go whitewater rafting down the rapids at full speed without a helmet on. And that's the person that you're comparing yourself to. That's the path that they chose, though. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like they're not necess- they might not be ready for it or whatever they they might not be ready for it. It might bring in a ton of chaos. It might bring in lawsuits. Right. It might bring in all sorts of shit that like you don't want to touch with a 10 foot pole. Everything looks nice and squeaky and shiny from the outside. And then when you actually get into people's stuff, like you're like, oh, fuck, like, no, thank you. Right. Because people only show you like the good stuff. Right. Until you really get to know somebody and you look at their path, like and honestly, even as a psychic. I meet some people sometimes and everything looks hunky-dory until I get like a flash of something that's going on in their world. And then I'm like, whoa, shit. You know, that was (laughs) – that looks very different from the outside than what is actually going on there. So don't compare yourself because you just have no actual idea what is actually happening in their life. That's why comparing yourself to anybody is just don't do it. It, That is is self-sabotage because you – you not only don't have so all true. you not only don't have like all the points of view on that, but you also don't have that person's personality. You don't have their upbringing. You don't have their energy level. You don't have you know what I mean. Like you're two completely different people doing two completely different things. For you, slow and steady wins the race. And the nice part about that is it means that as you build this, as you continue to build this, if you stay consistent with it and you don't give up and you really keep at it. It's just going to build and build and build and build, but it's going to be in a sustainable, calm way. So like when you start getting into this headspace, I'm going to give you like a thought process I want you to kind of walk through in your head, right? I want you to see yourself at the table with your laptop. On one side, you've had this huge burst of business and you have 3,000 new clients that all came in like over two months and you are just so busy. I like that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're so busy, though, that you can't, like, come up for air and it's frenetic and your your laptop is pinging a million times and your phone's buzzing and, and everyone's doing whatever. And, like, yeah, your bank account looks great, but, like, you're stressed out to the nines, okay? And then I want you to look at another situation where you're doing that slow and steady wins the race and you have 100 new clients 
but they've kind of trickled in and it's very sustainable and you're just chill and you're, yeah, your thing goes off once and your phone might buzz once, but like you have plenty of time to get to it. You're sipping your tea or your coffee or whatever and enjoying your day. Which of those two do you actually want? The second one. Our brain, our ego wants the first one. Our soul wants the second one. Okay. So when you start getting into that, like, I need to be that, like, that bright, shining comet that comes through, remind yourself that you don't actually want that. I've had to do that so many times. I've been like, oh, yeah, I would love that. I would love, you know, this, that, and the other. And then I'm like, I think about what my life would actually be like if that happened. And I'm like, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. <laughs> I want the money that comes from that, but I don't want anything else that's attached to that. And ultimately, your, your peace is more important than any money. Okay, so if your bills are covered, if you're financially afloat and you're doing fine, take the slow and steady path. That is the more sustainable path. It's the more peaceful path. And it's giving you the time to really step in and and, and work through some of this stuff, right? Like if you were crazy busy right now, you would be having a lot of other shit come up around not being worthy. You'd have a lot of other stuff come up around self-sabotage. All of these things would be magnified by that. They wouldn't be cured. I know it's like really tempting in your head to try and intellectualize it and go, well, if I had more money, then none of these things would be a problem. But they'd be even bigger problems because I have seen this in my life and I'm hoping that this resonates with you. But all of my, I don't want to call them flaws, but all of my bad programs are exacerbated times a million when life gets chaotic. All of them. Like all of my bad habits, all of my my frustrations, all of that stuff come like it just gets magnified. So you're being given time right now, like this this excess time that you kind of have built into this because things are a little bit slower than you would have preferred. Take this time to really buckle down on. I don't want to look outside of myself anymore for validation. I want to be consistent. I know I need to be consistent. So I'm going to work on willpower, right? Because I'm going to say, you know what? I do have money coming in though, and I do have clients, and this is sustainable. I I will make this a sustainable business. I just have to keep at it. And then most entrepreneurs, like most businesses, Nick, you know this, most businesses are in the black or the red for how many months? They usually kind of predict it. It's like 12 to 18 months. In the red. Yeah, in the red. So that means you're losing money, not yeah. making any. Yeah, you're not going to make a profit for, for that long. Oh. So if, if you're even making money within the first one or two years, like you're actually doing really well, just not in comparison to people who take off like a, like a rocket, right? But right. A, again, slow and, slow and steady is sustainable. So you're, you, which that goes with your energy though, babe, like Jackie, you have this like very like Zen energy. I know that. Think. I know that you're you're tense around the money situation, but the rest of your energy feels mm. very like calm. It feels calm and it feels mellow and gentle and like your path needs to be in alignment with your energy. Frenetic, crazy, super intense paths like that. You are going to fucking hate that. You are not going to like that. That is not going to do well with your energy at all. Just like I don't do well because I have crazy fiery energy. I don't do well with stagnancy. It drives me nuts, right? So like a lot of times right. people will see me work and they're like, oh, God, I would hate doing that. Like you go on these like 
crazy bursts for six months on end and then you take a big break and then you go back to it again. And I'm like, that's how I work though. That's how my energy works. So you're in a, you're on a path that's in alignment with your energy and you're being given this extra time to really work through the, why do I look externally for validation? Why don't I feel worthy? I know I'm worthy. Like intellectually, I know I'm worthy. Like I'm a hard worker. I'm smart. I'm dedicated. I have good intentions. I am totally fucking worthy of money coming from this. So take the time that's being given to you as a gift, not a curse. And I know at times it kind of feels like it. You feel like, well, fuck, why is this happening to me? Like I I know my intentions are pure. Why am I not being supported? Like I get it. I've I have had all of those conversations with my guides. But I always come out the other side feeling like, you know what, if this does take off, I don't want to have spent the slow period poorly. I don't want to have just been like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? Is it coming? And then like miss out on, oh, man, I could have taken that time to like, I don't know, master how to bake artisan bread or spend more time meditating or figure out why the fuck it is I do this one weird thing that I've never known that I did, you know. Time is more important than money. At the end of this, like you don't, you have a limited amount of time on this planet. You're not going to take your money with you, but you will take all of the lessons that your soul has learned with you. You'll take all the memories and experiences and everything with you. So when you start getting into that, but I need money, I need money, I will win, 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 win. And like you start feeling like it's a curse. Try to remind yourself that having spare time is a luxury. (laughs) And I know that's so hard because it's so hard for me to accept that. But that's the game changer in this. That and living a bit more mindfully and not worrying so much about the future. Yeah, that's so true. And on those $0 months, it's hard. But on those $0 months, celebrate that you're still doing your job. Okay? Like that's maybe how to turn that around. When you start – when you have those times that come in where you feel like what I put out wasn't – well-received or I don't have anybody signing up for my breathwork course this month. And so that feels really shitty. Go do some work and then go do something like take yourself out for coffee or tea or for a pastry or like whatever it is that is like a nice little like small gift to yourself and go out and do that and say, I'm celebrating the fact that I haven't quit yet, that I my soul is strong enough to work through adversity. I'm celebrating my strength because I think the more that you start validating that internally of like, hey, this this path, even though it's frustrating and it's hard, is really teaching me something about myself because I am so chill and gentle and whatever. I'm learning that I actually have a massive amount of strength inside of me when I really like put myself in one direction and I get everything on board with it you'll start kind of reframing that that programming a little bit of I'm not worthy. I, I don't like I don't want to go do this because it's demotivating to no, I'm going to push through anyway. And then I'm going to celebrate the fact that I push through. That'll start reprogramming that a little bit at a time for you. But the family issue on this. I kind of want to dig into that. Because. There's some lack. There's some lack in there. So it's. <laughs> It's weird. I get this like really weird dichotomy from your parents. I get lack, but I also get wealth, if that makes sense. I get the sense that they worked really, really hard for their money. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Okay. It was definitely, you know, some wealth, but then, you know, they came from nothing. So there was probably some 
aspect of that's the whack we're gonna right exactly and that's why they pushed you so hard on it is they just wanted you to have a better life than they did right and well yeah that comes with so much love right but that's also a really bad program (laughs) and that's a bad program because you've attached your worth to it but you are like just point blank, I'm just going to tell you, like, you're not a builder soul. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? There are some souls that come down here who, like, their whole mission is to build something. Their whole mission is to go out and do business and make a ton of money and, and just get, 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 get. They're literally built for that. You're not built for that, though. You're built for slowly building up this stable foundation that then is going to slowly bloom and is going to stay in bloom for the rest of your life. So this isn't like a race to the moon type situation because you're just not built. Like you're trying to do spaceship stuff, but you're not a spaceship. You're a cruise liner. <laughs> you're a yacht. Love the analogy. I like that one. We're <laughs> going to call you a yacht. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. You're a yacht. You're not a spaceship. So stop trying to take the spaceship course because you're really supposed to be a yacht. You're supposed to go on a river cruise down, you know, <laughs> down the Thames or what is that giant fucking river in, in Europe? My, yeah, uh, Nick's no looking idea. at me like. I think, he, I think he got it right. I think it is the Thames. 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 Right. Okay. I don't know. We're American. We don't, we don't know. I'm enough. sleepy today and my brain, my brain is just blipping out. No, we don't get to use the we're American and uneducated excuse. I fucking hate that. Americans are not all uneducated. <laughs> Some of us are. But, you know, I've met equal amounts of dumbasses in other countries when I visited them. So pfft. I had somebody There's ask me if it's everywhere. Exactly. It's a human condition. It's not a like a country thing. <laughs> I had somebody in Germany ask me when I said I was from Atlanta because I lived there at the time. They're like, isn't Atlanta under the ocean? And I was like, Atlantis? She was like, are they not <laughs> the hilarious. same? And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So, like, I'm just saying that's not an American thing. Anyway. You're meant, you're meant to go cruising down the river and out into the ocean and be, like, out on the, the peaceful ocean. You're not meant to be, like, going under, like, 15 Gs and, like, having your eyes pop out of your head. That's just not what you're supposed to do. So forcing yourself to try and, like, go down a path that just isn't in alignment with you whatsoever is going to cause a lot of that rub. So the more you can kind of ease yourself into – I'm in it for the long run. I'm, I'm in the long game on this and I'm just going to keep chugging along because it'll keep building because it's been building because most companies lose money for the first 18 months and I'm not losing any money. I'm in the black at least or even in the green at this point. I'm actually doing really well. I just need to keep at it and slowly grow my, my stuff. I think that will help you a lot when it comes to not being so frustrated when you have those like low income months. I think that's just going to be a mind a mindset shift for you of like I am a slow and steady wins the race person. I'm I'm the turtle not the hare. And you know the hare burns out. Yeah, that is super helpful. Yeah. And so that's one thing. The second thing is again, every time your ego starts going, but I want more money. I want I I I need I need I need I need to be on that like crazy path. Sit down and actually ask yourself if you actually want to be on that path. Because the answer is going to be no every time. You're going to be like, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. So then the other thing is you tying your worth to that, to your income. I don't get the sense that that's coming from your husband. 
In fact, I get the sense that he's pretty supportive of this and is kind of like, like, it'll take off when it takes off. Like, don't stop freaking out about it. Is that accurate? Yeah, my husband is definitely super supportive. All the pressure that I'm putting on myself is it's self-pressure. Boy, I know that dynamic. I'm surprised Nick's not laughing. Yeah, that sounds very familiar. Super familiar. So I, I am saying this from a personal viewpoint. This is not me using psychic medium shit. This is just straight up like I'm ready to Jackie because I feel you so deeply on this. If your spouse is saying, I believe in you, slow and steady wins the race, keep building it, keep going, like stop freaking out about it. Financially, we're fine. Let him lead you. Okay. And <laughs> I think you can tell by my personality, I don't really like to be led by anybody. Right. But know, easier said than done, right? <laughs> super, right? But he's your teacher in this. Okay. Like he literally was put, you guys were put together in part for this right now. So that you can deprogram off of this because he, the person that loves you, the person that you swore, you know, your vows to that you decided to be with for the rest of your life, your person is telling you to stop doing that. (laughs) He's telling you, hey, don't attach your worth to this. We're fine. Like, stop freaking out about it. Don't put your like, don't put that pressure on yourself. And here you are putting that pressure on yourself. Let him lead you. Let him be your teacher in this case, because in this case. He gets to be the one to go, you're being fucking ridiculous right now. Stop. Nicely, but, you know, Nick, <laughs> right. Nick's had that conversation yeah. with me a couple of times. I've, I've gotten irritated. He's just like, what is your fucking deal? Like, we're fine financially. Like, why are you, why are you so like, I, I need to make money at this right, right now, right now. Cause I get like that, like frenetic whatever too. And then, and then he reminds me of like, financially, we're doing really good. Like, why are you, what is with, what do you, what do you need out of this? Like, what are you going to get out of this? And then I'm like. Oh, well, nothing, I guess. I guess money is kind of, yeah, I guess that's kind of stupid. Like, it takes me a minute to, like, really hear what he's saying. So go to him when you're having these moments sometimes. Not all the time, obviously, but if you're still looking for external (laughs) validation, do it in a healthy way, okay? Which (laughs) this is the healthiest way you can do it. Go to him sometimes when you're really struggling, those days that you just can't talk yourself off the ledge and you just feel like, fuck it, I'm going to burn down the whole company. I don't care. You know, because like I get like that sometimes where I'm just like, I quit. Screw it. I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) Go to him and tell him, I know I'm putting this pressure on me. I just need to hear from you right now that, that I'm being ridiculous, like that we're financially fine and that I'm putting all this pressure on myself. I need a reminder of that because really it's. It's not actually you that's putting that pressure on yourself. It's your ego. Like, Jackie's soul does not give a fuck about money. The ego, on the other hand, does because the ego has been told its entire life that in order to be a good little robot and have your one and a half kids and your white picket fence, you have to make money. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the ego. That's 100% the ego. So recognizing that when you recognize it's your ego – hopefully with your husband's help sometimes when, when you really hit that, that wall and he's like, I'm not putting this pressure on you. You're putting it on you. And then you're like, well, I'm not actually doing it. It's my ego. Then sit with it and go ego. Why are you so obsessed with this? Like no one else is putting this pressure on me. No one else is saying that I'm worthless if I don't have income. No one else is saying I have to build a, you know, $2.5 million company in two years. Like nobody's, nobody's saying that. 
Like you're the only one saying that and it's causing me distress. It's ruining my peace. So like, what is it that you actually feel like you're lacking right now? And my guess is if you actually deeply question that, your ego is going to go, well, what's my purpose in the world? But guess what, Jackie? You're already helping people to grow and do breath work. That is your purpose. You are beautifully in alignment with your purpose. You are literally doing exactly what you're supposed to do. You just need to recognize that it's your ego that's stepping in on the abundant stuff, not you. Yeah, that's so true. Definitely. I know. It's hard. It's hard. That ego is insidious and like, especially when you're living in a society that literally just screams that message at you all day long. But here's the thing. You are totally loved in your household. I can see it. Your husband thinks you hung, like you hang the moon. Like you're like his princess. Like I can like literally see that in your energy. He loves you just as you are. You earning money, like, I don't even think he gives a shit, in all honesty. Like, I think he's like, that would be nice, but I don't think he cares, like, at all. So, so you have this beautiful household, this beautiful love in your life. You have purpose. You're helping people. You're racking up huge amounts of good karma. And you're improving the world. Like, you could not be more worthy, Jackie. Like, at all. Yeah, that, all that stuff's got to be worth something, right? It totally is. The fact that your purpose and the fact that what you put yourself in alignment with is helping others and helping, the, like, all of society, basically. Because every time you teach somebody how to do breath work and they start healing themselves, they'll start talking to other people about it. They'll teach their kids that. Like, it snowballs. It ripples out into the world. So you're creating this beautiful change in the world around you. You are getting abundance back from that. So, yes, while you're like, it's it's hard to eat abundance. Okay, but your husband's taking care of the food and the roof over your head and everything else. So, yeah, eat that abundance. Like, eat that, that karmic, mm-hmm. you know, love that's coming back to you, basically. Because ultimately, that's going to be more fulfilling for you long term anyway. For your soul. Yeah. Like, at the end of your lifetime, you're not going to like. You, I'm not saying this about everybody, but you in particular, from what I'm seeing in your energy and who you are and what you're meant to do, there is no way that at the end of your lifetime, you're going to look back and go, well, gosh, I just wish I had made like $5 million that first year. Like, you're not going to give a shit about it. At the end of your lifetime, you're going to be like, man, I live this wonderful life of love and peace and service to my like fellow human and Like, wow, I made this a little bit harder than it had to be in the beginning of launching my business. But like, I did good. Yeah. The money aspect, like, try to let that go. And the fucked up thing about this existence is the second that you let the money aspect go, guess what's going to happen? The abundance will just flow through. It'll all come back to you. Exactly. Yep. It's like a Chinese finger trap. The more you like pull on it, the tighter it gets. And the only way to let go of it is to just completely push in and then like let go. Yeah. So I'm using that with you right now to tell you to go in and then let go. But the big thing here is to really sit down and I'm assuming you meditate because you do breath work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. For the next week, here's your homework. For the next week, if you have time, 
sit down and meditate on why it is that you look to the external for validation. Because I'm looking at your face. I'm also looking at your your energy right now. Like, you know you shouldn't be looking to the external for validation. That's like, I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, right? Yeah, exactly. And you know where it stems from. You know it's coming from childhood. You know it's coming from bad programming from our society. You know that none of that shit has any impact on your worth whatsoever. Because otherwise, all right, here's something that helped me. I'm, I'm going to stop that tangent and go on into a different one. Do you think that children don't have any worth or that they're low worth? Of course they do. Okay. Children don't earn any money. In fact, they cost a lot of money. <laughs> That's true. They are literally the antithesis of, of earning money. They are money voids, basically. They just suck in money and nothing comes back out. So <laughs> Nick's face is making me laugh right now. Sorry. <laughs> money voids. That's, yeah. <laughs> they are. I love children. I really do. But I don't think anyone's going to argue with me when I when they're just endless bits of money. So they are. But they're worthy, right? They're worthy of so much love and they're worthy of abundance and they're worthy of everything. You were a child at some point. There is still an inner child inside of you and she is worthy regardless if she's a money pit or not. You know, like you can't tie yourself to my worth is dependent on me doing something because inherently you're worthy when you're born. And we don't yeah. even know how to walk or talk or roll ourselves over or burp or anything when we're born. And we're just, we're born worthy, right? So all of these things that are telling you that you're not worthy are like essentially like bad programs that have gotten loaded onto your computer over the years. And you need to start cleaning those out, right? Because they're causing you discomfort. Mm -hmm. Cleaning out that stuff, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know that Yes, healing yourself helps with abundance because you're just in a better headspace and you're in a higher frequency and you're more you attract things. But the healing aspect of this, what this is going to help with, is you not hitting that wall as frequently. Like you'll still probably have some echoes of it of just like frustration, right? Because that's <laughs> you're human. Like we're all human. Anybody who says that they don't have frustration and they don't get angry and they whatever, like they're full of shit. Everybody gets frustrated. At some point, everybody starts feeling like, fuck, why, like, is the juice worth the squeeze on this? Am I just, like, wasting my time on this? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Everybody questions that. If you're not questioning that, you're probably delusional. And for some people, that works, right? But for the rest of us who have a brain that thinks through stuff and is very analytical and logical and starts questioning those things, totally normal to have those thoughts. Deprogramming the stuff around my, my worth is attached to the amount of money that I make or Oh, if I put stuff out and people don't like it, then I feel bad about myself and then I don't show up the way that I want to and then I feel even worse and it starts into a shame spiral. All of that stuff, when you get rid of that, what's going to end up happening is you won't hit that frustration wall quite as often. There will be years in between it rather than like every month or two when it hits. So that's really the purpose in this is understanding, hey, that's a bad program from my childhood. Hey, that's a bad program from society. I know logically that doesn't make sense. If I really ask myself what I want, I don't really want that thing that I'm obsessing over. So like, I just need to let that go. And I need to really enjoy my life and be grateful for what I do have and understand that this excess time that I have 
I can fill it with things that are joyous, things that bring me different kinds of abundance, right? To get you into that abundance frequency of feeling like I'm abundant because that feeling of lack comes from when you fixate on, I don't have this one thing that I want. But the funny thing about this for you is that you don't even want that. Like you think you do, but you don't. Because if you actually got that, you'd be like, fuck this. This is crazy. I don't want this. Like I'm going to pull my hair out. And the other aspect of that is you have a very healthy marriage. If you were in one of those paths that just went nutty like that, it might harm your marriage because it might be so insane that you're you're not spending enough time with him. He's not spending enough time with you. Like you, you lose out on other abundance that's way more important. I've seen that happen with a lot of people. They get very quick success and then their marriage falls apart or their whole family like is like, I never see my dad or, you know, like, and then it causes damage to the people around you. So there's more at play here than just like, I want this one thing and I'm going to go after it. And if I don't get it, I'm going to be upset about it. Sometimes not getting those things are actually a huge blessing in disguise because it's going to like throw the equilibrium of your life off in a way that you wouldn't want. You know, for example, uh, I was going through one of these cycles, right? Because they're cyclical, at least for me. I'm, I'm sure that they are for you. But I was going through one of these cycles and then I asked my guides, I said, hey, can you just like show me what would happen in my life if um, my like my book just took off and went crazy and I was a New York Times bestseller and I uh, I was famous and like just, you know, like the the height of everyone's like grandiose dreams, right? Like if I could go, if I could shoot for the moon, what would it look like? And then I realized that I'd have to be traveling a bunch. And then I realized that I probably wouldn't be with Nick for most of the time because he has to stay here and do his work because he does important work. I wouldn't be around my dogs who I love because they bring me joy. I wouldn't get to enjoy the sunsets on our deck. Like it, it just, it would snowball into this whole huge thing of like, oh, I don't really want that. I'd have people coming up to me constantly. I couldn't go out and have like a quiet dinner date with my husband because people would recognize me and would come up and want to talk. Like there's just so much more to it that when you actually start looking into, is that actually something I want to do? And you start seeing how it impacts the parts of your life that you do really love and value. You might actually look at that and go, I really don't want that. It's not, this money is not worth sacrificing all of this other stuff that I love. Yeah, that's so true. Thank you so much for the reframe. I it's it's hard, you know? Like it's so hard that I had to go to my my guides and literally be like show me what this would look like and then I was like, "Whoa, no thank you. I do not want." So I'm trying to see if my guide has anything else that she wants to talk about. So <laughs> this is I don't know that this is actually connected to the issue that you wanted to talk about, but she's bringing this up. So she said to ask you about your dreams. And then I was like, well, she's not having any dreams. And she was like, that has to do with the frame of mind that she's in when she goes to sleep. OK, this is this is to help you with being able to talk to your guides is is what she's telling me. So she's telling me that, like, you kind of get into your head before you go to bed, like that your brain kind of starts churning on this a little bit before you go to sleep. Not usually. Not usually. I feel like, if anything, it's more intense during the day. Interesting. Like, more so. 
I don't have like issues sleeping or anxiety or anything. No, like I'm not that. getting that. Bad or like excessive thoughts or anything like that. No, I'm not getting that. I'm just kind of getting that before you go to bed, like you're not in a real positive headspace. Like you're not in an open headspace is kind of what she's saying. So I kind of read that as like you were thinking about stuff that was was worrying you. But I think m- do me a favor before you go to bed for the next again, like we'll just try it for a week and see if it helps at all. Do some breath work, obviously. <laughs> and then before you go to bed, say, hey, like spirit team or I, I don't know if you like worship a God or what it, what path it is that you're on spiritually. But open yourself up to guidance and say, hey, I'd like to remember my dreams this week, please. Like, can you please communicate to me in my dreams? I'd like to remember them. And then even if you only have one dream that you remember and it's only like a snippet of it, that's them talking to you. Because Air is saying that some of the issue for you on this is that there's a little bit of a disconnect between like being able to hear your guides clearly. And so there's always like a part of you that kind of starts worrying like, am I actually on the right path? Because this isn't going as successfully as I thought it would. And so like, should I be doing something different? Yeah, that's super helpful. I'm going to try that out this week. See if I get any messages. Definitely try that out. Definitely try that out. And then the other thing that I think might be helpful for you is to, again, talk to the universe or your guides or whoever and say like, hey, if I'm on the right path, can you send me this sign? And then keep an eye open for it because I think that's actually going to help you a lot. If you are going to look to external validation, look to your husband and look to your your higher power guides, right? Those are the two places that like I'm not fully against that. Husband more so against than than the hires, right? Or or your guides because they have a bigger viewpoint on all of this and they'll point blank tell you like, yeah, you're not doing what you need to do or no, you're on the right path. Like just be patient. And as far as your husband goes, just use him as support, right? Use him to kind of like gut check you a little bit on like, hey, you're being kind of nutty right now. Like nobody cares about this but you. And you're like, oh yeah, that's right. And I don't even really care about this (laughs) because sometimes you just need to be reminded of that. Like that's how you kind of get, you break those cycles is by getting into one and then going, I don't actually care about this and then dropping it. If you do that two or three more times, the time in between you having meltdowns about it will get further and further and further apart until eventually you just won't because you'll be like, I know what I'm doing. I'm on the right path. But ask your guides for help because you are at a point you are at a point in your journey where like you should you should be getting pretty clear guidance from them. Like that's what I'm seeing. And I, I do think that they are trying to reach out to you to let you know, like, you're doing good, babe. Like, don't freak out. You're on the right path. Things are going exactly as they should. You just need to learn to be still a little bit more, <laughs> you know? Like yeah, that's super helpful. Thank you. So the self-sabotaging stuff. I know we kind of previously talked about this, but this is a character building opportunity for you to really focus on strength because you are so gentle. You are, you are such a gentle, sweet soul. Like even as a kid, I'm seeing that you were very gentle. Like you weren't like, you're not like a really assertive person. That's just not your personality type. So part of what you're gaining along this path of the struggle with your with your your work is to 
convince you that you are strong, to convince your, you that you are, you do have a warrior aspect inside of you that can like blow through things when she needs to and keep at it and like really get down and dirty and just like go. I don't think that you have ever really felt like that was you. Like I, I could be wrong, but I'm not really seeing that as something that is really lit up in your energy. But you have that in you. You're just going to manifest as like, um, like, do you watch martial arts stuff at all or like kung fu movies? Not really, no. Okay. I was like, I'm going to make a reference and I just wanted to make sure that you actually knew what I was talking about. You have a quiet strength about you. Like, you're not going to be like a loud mouth who, you know, is like, fight me, like, ah, that's just not you, right? But you're kind of sneaky in the fact of like, you have sneaky strength. It's that quiet strength that like isn't real boastful or loud, but it just keeps going. So really lean into that because you have that aspect in your energy. And I get the sense that for a lot of your life, you kind of convinced yourself that you were kind of meek and not very strong. And like, that's not true at all. Like you are very strong. You just are a quiet kind of strong. And sometimes those people are the strongest. Yeah, I've been learning to lean more into my strength. I really think. In the last few years, of course. Yes, I really think that that's what you're cultivating though on this path. Okay, so when we're talking about different kinds of abundance, you're finding, you're tapping into an aspect of yourself that really I don't feel like you had a lot of opportunities or needs to really tap into that in in a major form. And so when you start really questioning like what the hell am I getting out of this, that you are that above and beyond, like all all by itself. That is worth a ton of money. Being able to cultivate strength, especially in this existence, is huge. Like huge, Jackie. Some people go through their entire lives without cultivating that. So use this time right now as like, I'm going to prove to myself how freaking strong I am. I'm going to do it and I'm going to be proud of myself. And I'm going to go on those like $0 months where I start feeling like, oh, God. I'm going to go hit post on on social media. I'm going to keep going, keep doing whatever I need to do. And then I'm going to go out and celebrate. I'm going to celebrate that I did not give up, that I did not cave in and go, oh, my God, I don't want to do this, that I kept going anyway, that I cultivated that strength. I think that will see you through a lot of this, because if you can start seeing that aspect of like, I'm growing this, I'm becoming stronger, I'm I'm really like leaning into that and celebrating that aspect of me you'll start understanding why it is that this is this is moving so slowly. This is by design. And I know it's kind of shitty that it's by design, but there's purpose behind it. It's not just that you're not good at what you do. You know you're good at what you do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Slow and steady, right? Wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. Know that there's abundance coming out of this that is just coming to you in a lot of different forms. I think that's going to be a big one for you. If you can see this as I'm getting a lot of good karma out of this, but also I'm cultivating a part of me that I really didn't have much of an opportunity to really like flex <laughs> up until now. Like I didn't, I didn't have anything that just like pushed me to see how far I could go before I, bro- like I broke and I refused to break. So like I know I have that strength in me. That's really important. That's, that's, it's character building, you know, like this kind of shit is what builds character. Like when people are like, oh, I made fun of him. Ha ha ha. I was bullying that kid. It's character building. That's not what builds character. This is what builds character. 
when you are on a difficult as shit path and you want to give up, but you don't, that builds character. So all of this has a purpose. You will get there. I promise. I can see it in your energy. Like you have a nice life ahead of you. Okay. Like I don't want you to worry about that. But in the moment right now, try to really focus on the abundance that you have on your relationship with your husband and the fact that he's not worried about this. Right. So like that's the only. If we were having this conversation and you were saying, hey, financially, my household is struggling and my husband really wants me to get a job and it's and like all of this stuff is coming to a head, we'd be having a very different conversation right now. But the fact that financially you're okay, that your husband is supportive of this, that like you're on this path that you need to be on, it let it take as long as it's going to take. Okay. Because you guys are fine. You're safe. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for these reminders. Do you have anything else? Oh, you're welcome. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I think we hit on those pretty, pretty Yeah, heavily. I think we covered everything. Thank you so much. I told you. They're usually like all inter- intertwined with each other. There's <laughs> All of our issues are all stem back to like the same like five things from childhood usually. It kind of sucks. But the other thing I, I want to kind of remind you of is that 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 coming from your family, that coming from childhood, that coming from your parents going from nothing and having to work, 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 and making that like their focus, they had to make that their focus, okay? But that's not your life. You're a different person in a different time, in a different situation. You can take a different path and you don't have to have the same values that they had because you're not in the same situation. They were working to survive. You're working to thrive. There's a very big difference between the two. And ultimately, like if you're comfortable in your life and you have pretty much everything that you want, like do you really think like more toys or more, you know, nicer cars or nicer purses or, you know, I don't know, Manolo Blancs or what? Like is any of that actually going to make you happy? Because I don't get the sense that you're very materialistic. No, I'm not. Right? So when you really start questioning, like, I need money, I need money, I need money, I'd be like, for what? (laughs) Like, like, for what? Like, what am I actually after? Because it's not money that you're after. It's that sense of accomplishment. But girl, you started a business that is not in the red in two years. You're helping other people to get on their path to help heal themselves. You're doing good in the world. Like, you have already accomplished so much. Yeah, so true. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, Air doesn't have anything else she wants to chime in with. Okay, but she is like really like make sure she talks to her guides. Make sure she talks to him. So my guess is that your guides are like, we're trying to talk to her. We're trying to talk to her about this. So definitely (laughs) sit down. And the other thing is maybe try some meditations and go, go into them with the mindset of, hey, higher powers, I would like guidance on this issue on, on my, my struggle with lack issue or on like whatever it is that you're still wanting to work through at the time, go into it with the intent of please come in and give me guidance. I think you'll be surprised at how quickly you're going to get that. And don't be freaked out if it comes in the form of feelings for you and not visuals. Cause I know that you said that visualization is like not, not real easy for you. I get the sense that your sense that your clear is going to be more along the lines of clear sentience and clear cognizance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think you already get those gut feelings, do you not? 
Yeah, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I'll definitely be sure to connect with my guides here right before I go to bed. Yeah, connect with them and then like see if you can feel them. If you feel yeah. any sort of like um, I don't want to call them tingles, but kind of they're tingles or like like gentle brushing or whatever or pressure on some part of your body that's likely one of your guides. So. And then you can use that, right? Like you can ask them yes or no questions and be like, if the answer is yes, like put pressure on my knee. Or if the answer is no, like tap my shoulder two times. You can work with them in that in that format, right? So um, like I, I like that. Yeah, I have a friend who's very clairsentient and she definitely uses the like them touching and the sensation. So maybe over the next like month or so, really try to work with them on trying to feel them. And then try <laughs> Try and kind of like sort out a, a way to communicate with them through that because the more healing that you do, I think it'll move into clear cognizance where you'll just like you'll you'll have these like inner knowings. You'll be like, no, I know that I'm on the right path or no, I know that this is the right thing. But it's going to start off with your clear sentience first. So start working with them on that. But she was very adamant that you need to connect with your guides. So my guess is like it's time, you know. Definitely going to play with that. Thank you. You're very welcome. All right. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time of the podcast where I ask you to like, subscribe, yada, yada, share with your family, friends, blippity blop. Um, we are changing up the format on this. I'm going to kind of use the rest of the uh, people who have signed up to come on the podcast as I'm going to call it like a casting call for a reoccurring guests to come on. And so for, I think we're going to have like classes basically that come in where it's the same four people over six months, once a month. And we're going to talk about their issues, their progress, what happened after we talked, what didn't happen. We get to celebrate their wins and losses together. We get to cry and laugh together. We get to go on their whole journey because hopefully you, the listener, are working on yourself now after listening to some of these things. And I want you to be able to celebrate your wins and losses with them as well. I hope you guys are excited about the format change. I know that I am changing up a lot of stuff, but we just had to make this more sustainable and of better value to the listener because I want to make sure that people get as much as they can out of the hour or two that they're listening to these podcasts. So with that being said, I hope you got a lot out of today. Don't forget to check the links in the bio uh, for Jackie's breathwork classes. And yeah. In case nobody has told you lately, you are loved. 